not recording this time. Uh, hello, no, welcome. Record this time. Well, record every time. It, it's breaking. It's not wanting to do it right now, so it's not happening. Um, hello, and welcome to Nerds of Legends. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm either your DM, Ben. Next to me is Will. In the bottom left is Joel. Below me is uh, Brendan. And then next to him in the brown screen is Brian. He'll be joining us on camera shortly. Uh, don't worry about the top left screen. That's for reference, which we'll hear about soon. Couple of housekeeping notes that Joel wanted me to bring up. Uh, we're going to be changing our YouTube upload time of these episodes to Saturdays because it's a little too tight to try and get it done in 24 hours. So, just so you guys know for future. And uh, I'm going to say it at the top of the episode because we'll in case we run out of time at the end. But uh, our next book, if you didn't know, is The Dark Prism by Brent Weeks. We'll be discussing it on Monday. That is, uh, again, a fan suggestion, and we're very excited to have our first uh, fan suggestion for our book club. So without any further ado, we'll get started. So last time, our trio entered Baldur's Gate, where they found the Amber Dune bookstand. Murph, straightforward as ever, went straight up to the owner, Corvala, who folded like a newspaper and immediately took the group to her hideout and relayed their plan to sell books, fake books, made of Gingwatsums, in order to bring back her pack sponsor and leader, Nadalia. Made of what? Gingwatsums, that's the name of the, the life-stealing spirit things that you guys fought. 100% don't think you mentioned that the entire episode last time. Like, uh, I don't think we're mimic up until right now. No, they're like, they're like spiritual, like, he certainly uh, did. He didn't spell it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah no, you did definitely not. didn't. Uh, anyways, uh, after much back and forth about how bad of a plan that was, the group of, and uh, trying to come up with reasons to help with their criminal <laughs> enterprise, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the group agreed to help Corvala with the resurrection in exchange for the rare books in her possession. Uh, the group tra traveled to see Merce Mentor, a high elf cleric who or high, sorry, human cleric, who, after talking with Cor Corvella, agreed to perform the Ritual of Resurrection. This was performed under moonlight uh, with all uh, parties in the nude, and upon completion, it was discovered that the Pax Mentor, Nadalia, was a Lamia. And that's where we are now. So, you guys are back in, in the Moonlit Grotto, where you are now in front of a Lamia, which you can see in our top left screen. It's a very, uh, the top half of her, of her body is a very, that of a very beautiful woman. The bottom half is that of a lion. So think of it as like a lion tar, if you will. Um, what are you guys gonna do? So uh, Nadalia is standing there, uh, sort of like looking at herself and like, you know, kind of like looking yourself over. She gives like a little stretch, and then she she looks upon your group. Um. And she she sees Carvala there, and she's like, "Ah, it's good to be back. I assume this is thanks to you, Carvala." And Carvala's like, "Yes, and with the help of this group here." I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean. I'm who am I standing next to? I'm standing next to. Uh, you're probably standing next to. I'm sorry. Your what's your mentor's name again? I need to 
write it down. So uh, Deborah Murr. Deborah, you're standing next to Deborah Murph. I, I can't um, remember if you or Mop. I can't remember if you'd recovered from getting knocked out by the mushroom. Let's just say you have by this point. I don't know if you entered the naked circle or not. I'm. It would be awkward to enter now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to Deborah and I'll be like that that doesn't um that that doesn't look like a a, a, a jackaware does it. That's not what I was expecting. No. Uh, and that N Nadalia uh, speaks up and she's like, I'd imagine um, that it's not, but just... I'm going to cast Detect Good and Evil. Okay. What's the verbiage of that spell? The verbiage is, for the duration, if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located, similarly you know if there's a place or object within 30 feet that is magically consecrated or desecrated. Mm -hmm. So it tells you if oh. there's like evil or good Which, nearby. I mean, you're the DM, so yeah, but the actual verbiage is aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, or fiend, or undead. Okay. So technically... Give me a second. I mean... I can't remember what their classification is. That's why. That's why I'm consulting. Uh, monstrosity. Monstrosity. So no. So you don't de uh, detect any of those things, uh, but you all you and you also notice you don't detect any sort of like evil signatures or anything. Uh, not you don't. You know, obviously you're in sort of like a consecrated area. So there's right. good all around you, but you don't you don't detect any evil, and you don't detect necessarily detect any good coming off of but, it. But yeah, if is the verbiage of the spell would that mean it has to be like elementally evil or intentionally evil? Because I'm looking for intention. Because if I'm not doing that, could I do an insight to kind of like see if I notice any mention? I mean, if you're, I would from. say that. In my mind, detect good and evil gives you sort of a impression of somebody's like, you know, intentions yeah, and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. So you, you okay? You, so I get like, no intent. Yeah, you sense no evil intent. You sense no good intent. She's pretty much just kind of like, you know, she's there, but she's not. She's neither. You know, she's not. She's neutral. Yeah. Like, um, you you're much different than what I expected. Ah, uh, yes. I'd imagine that Corvala probably was not completely forthright about my uh, species, but I assure um, you I harbor you no ill will. I, 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 I sense that, that this is true, but um, I, I don't know if we asked, I just assumed, you know, mm -hmm. that you're all jackal wares, even though wear jackal sounds better. <laughs> Um, I just assumed that you would all be of the same, you know, sort. Well, you know what they say about assumptions. I'm sure... No, what do they say? That it makes an ass out of you and me. That's stupid. <laughs> the wisdom stats on the slime are through the roof. I, I am aware that the proclivities of my 
species uh, would have you perhaps a little bit on edge, but I assure you I do not harbor those. Do uh... you talk like this to the jackalwares too, using those big words? I try to educate those around me, yes. Yeah, well, they didn't understand anything. And had <laughs> the worst plan of selling these the not books plan. everywhere. Um, I, I yes. don't think that, maybe simplify your wording next time when talking to her. I'm saying this all quietly <laughs> to her. Like I'm not like outwardly calling the jackalwares dumb, but I'm calling them dumb. That was my intention was to educate, but unfortunately I was Maybe start with the basics first. No like shit. run, rock, or run. <laughs> Be the first uh, she, she, uh, did you approach her at all or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm close to her. Yes. Uh, she's, she kind of like claps a hand on your shoulder and she's like, I, I appreciate your candor. Um, and I assure you that regardless of the, uh, how you say, how you would say, um, rumors of my kind i don't share those same proclivities i mean i guess that's good but that's that's it's good that you're that but um they really need help i just say well i i assume that's why they brought me back in the first place i mean were you happy did you want to be dead? Were you okay with that? What was... I mean, I've never met anybody... <laughs> she kind of, like, back. looks at you. She's like... I mean, I've never met anyone that came back, so I've always wondered what happened after. I mean, I, our goddess guides from one to the next, but she doesn't, like, give I us what on the other side. did not want to leave yet. And I, as I had unfinished business, but... There is a certain peace in the afterlife, but I I am glad to be back here. Like it sucked? Is that what you're saying? Did you say it was terrible? I didn't say it was terrible. Well, I mean, like, you want to come back here? Mm. Right. Well, um, shocking to know when it's been a day. I think I'm going to probably lay down a little bit. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I... Also, at this moment, I'm going to realize I have been stark naked <laughs> the entire time. And uh, and she's she's like, going to look at Deborah, and I was like, I, I assume that it was thanks to your abilities that I was brought back, and I thank you for uh, performing the ritual. I know that the followers of Sharon Ray are don't tend to go in for um, resurrections. That's Sarah Nine. Thank you. I mean, I mean, not sorry, to be picky. I don't, sorry. Not to be picky. No, Sarah everybody. <laughs> everybody messes her voice, her name up. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I swear you've given me like five different pro- pronunciations. We also of call it. her the Moon Lady. That's another one too. Yes. And the Dream Weaver. All of those are good names too. My apologies. It's okay. I don't everybody know where I pulled that up. other name out from. I think that's from Critical Role, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> You're just just yes. deciding. To exercise the control you have as the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the ruler of the world. Apologies. 
uh, Sir and Ray are not prone to the, doing this sort of ritual. Um, You're still calling it wrong, but I mean, it's you do you. <laughs> I'll look at it later and actually have it written down next time. I'm coming off. It's coming off the top of the dome, Joel. Oh no, no! I'm literally in character, assuming <laughs> she's just not getting it right. Like I'm not calling you out. I figured you were doing it on purpose. No, I'm not. I'm trying to be all like respectful and stuff, and it's not working because I can't remember the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, Deborah's like the Moonweaver. Yes, the Moonweaver would. That works too. Uh, and Deborah's like, mm. she's gonna give like a long look, and they're like. You can tell that she kind of is doing like the same sort of like detect good and evil like that you were doing. And she's like, mm, well, it's interesting that you are in the form that you are, but I sense no evil in you. So I guess I don't have to strike you down, eh? <laughs> and then the, the Nadalia and like Deborah kind of look at each other for a second and then they burst out laughing. And then Deborah just like doesn't even bother picking up her ceremonial robes, and she's like, "I'm going to bed. It's been a long night." And she just like walks uh, back into her house. <laughs> yeah, I I join. I go in the house too, uh, but to my room, not with my nap. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah. So, uh, mop. Uh, so, uh, Nadalia is going to look at the you mop and Gideon and she's going to be like Corvala did you promise to them some reward and then Corvala's like oh yes yes and then she pulls goes into her backpack and she pulls out uh, six different uh, books that are on the uh, including the, the three that you guys went looking for and three additional ones and she hands them to you, Mop. Uh, so there's uh, kind of all at once. Yeah. So she like okay. she pulls them all out of her pack. Um, okay. If you want to write them down, it doesn't really matter. But it's uh, I can send it to you later. Or it's uh, so it's Mas Mas Mighty Digressions, Fallen Tethiamir, The Dark Hunger, Castanbeer's Guide to Gingwatsims. Uh, wanderings of a humble Asmar and daughters of Grazit. So what? Yeah. So the three that you guys don't know about, uh, the Castanemir's Guide to Gingwatsums is describing what those so those like ectoplasm things are that you mm -hmm. that you fought in Candlekeep. Uh, not how to make them, but just uh, what they are. Um, and then the wanderings of a humble Asmar. Uh, a treatise on the outer planes is a is a book talking about the outer planes and daughters of Grazist about the origin of Lamias. And actually, as she's about to hand off all six of them to you, she pulls one the uh, wanderings of a humble Asimar off the top and hands it over to Gideon. Brian's head looks like Brian might be having trouble connecting. Um, so, uh, I think I'll be um, uncharacteristically um, thankful and yeah. 
<laughs> very, very, the optics of this are very obviously political and, mm -hmm. and gracious and, and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, I, I, I think at his core, Mop still, you know, enjoys learning and enjoys being on the outside, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So this is not the time for schemes. Yep. Brian, are you there? Or are you having trouble? I'm here. Okay. Uh, did you hear I gave you that Corvall yep, gave you I got it. Okay. Um, Corvall is like, you might find that one interesting, I think. And um, so our uh, Murph already went to bed. Mop, Gideon, are you guys doing anything? Or are you guys going to do the same? Because it, it looks like at this juncture, Nadalia and Corvall sort of head out. She's, Nadalia goes... Um, at this point, I think it is time for us to make our leave and gather the rest of the pack, eh, Corvala? Just like, yes, yes, of course, they'll be so excited that you'll be back. Although we probably shouldn't go into Baldur's Gate with you. She's like, she's like, of course not. <laughs> I'm going to say, having been unconscious for as long as I was, mm -hmm. probably not that sleepy. <laughs> uh, Mop will probably do my favorite pastime and stay up, stay up in the tent reading. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gideon, did you have anything you wanted to do before the night is over? Um, how late night? is it? It's midnight. The, the ritual was, the resurrection ritual was performed at midnight. So it's probably, it's probably like one, two in the morning at this point. Uh, then no, I'm going to bed. Okay. So, uh, you guys wake up in the morning, have breakfast, um, and as you guys are getting ready to kind of head back out on your journey, you see a small figure enter the, enter the grotto. Um, and with that, Will, uh, would you like to introduce your character? Yes. Uh, so you see a probably about three foot tall figure. Uh, wearing uh, one of the like classic knight bucket helmets. <laughs> um, has like a large neck guard, big shoulder pads, and then slowly starts getting like less armored as it goes down. Uh, and he has a net skirt. And uh, I, at each side to him as he's walking, uh, you see what for you guys look like two normal shields, but on him kind of look like two massive tower shields. Yep. With, with spikes on them. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, you see like a beard like poking out through the little bits of exposed cracks right around his head. Uh, and long braids going probably halfway down his chest. So, so like a foot. <laughs> so basically, uh, you, uh, Will, you received a vision the other night. You had been out traveling. You received a vision from uh, your god. I can't remember who your deity is. I don't, can't remember if he told me or not. Um, I don't even remember off the top of my head. I, I think you might not have picked one yet but uh yeah i was still debating yeah so you received a vision from from your god and saying that basically saying you need 
to go to the Moonlit Grotto. You have business there and a party that will accept you. So then you show up here and you see this list group here. Uh, so he's, he's just slowly walking up uh, yep. towards you guys. I'm not sure what you guys are doing exactly. Uh, they're pretty much just uh, picking up camp. It looks like they're about to like head out. Okay. So guys, what do you do? So, I mean, is it like a, like a Jojo walk? Is it like, oh, yeah, you're coming yeah. straight over to me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? Yeah, is I, it like... I mean, I mean, he's he clearly uh, starts. He angles himself towards like you guys specifically, given what he's told he's looking for. Gotcha. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah, because like, oh, we we have someone coming up here. He doesn't have the missing um, though. Well, oh, welcome okay. to the grotto, traveler. Moonlight grotto. I've done this like a thousands of times. <laughs> For what the green... moonlight grotto, it, it's really sunny. Well, it it that it... <laughs> <laughs> you have me there. Like, <laughs> well, then welcome to the sunlight grotto by day. Oh, okay, that that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I never thought about it. There is a large moonstone in the middle, though. Does that? What about Moonstone Grotto? Does that that accounts for all just, sorts? You like hear it. from inside the cottage, yeah, like you're not renaming my grotto. <laughs> but it's it's bright in the daytime. It's doesn't no moonlight. Matter. It's got a moonstone in it, doesn't it? It's confusing. This this. What's your name, traveler? Oh, uh, uh, Onan. Uh, Onan was confused uh, by the name because of the lack of. Moonlight. She pokes her head out and she's like, mm-hmm. I can see why it would be confusing, but that's the name of the place and I'm sticking to it. And she like retreats she's, back in. <laughs> I lean towards Branding. Uh, Branding. She's not Important. changing it. I'm Murph. Dolmec. Algeos, Al- but you can call me Murph. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he like shoves his hand up to shake it. Um, I, I will, I will reach out and I'll shake his hand. I'm very, very enthusiastically, like, uh, like a child shaking hands for the first time, like a little over the top. Little, little under the top because of the spike from the shield. (laughs) And, uh, what, what are, what are your, your names? They call Uh, me Mop. That's the name I go by. That's the name I'll tell you. Like, That's how names work. He doesn't understand some things. Like the, the a mop? Yeah. Yeah, because it looks like my... I didn't have a lot of friends. That's what they called me. And so, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. It is now my turn. It is now Gideon's turn. Oh, boy. And I walk straight up to Onan, and I grab him by the shoulders I pull him in close and I kiss him from one cheek to the other and I say on the helmet yes okay <laughs> I say nice to meet you
Are you, you still down there? <laughs> Sorry? Are you still are you down still there? Like he's, he's three down feet three. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm lifting you up to do it. Lifting me up. Okay. Uh, and I'll set you back That's down good. and, you know. This is like the... Oh. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Can I be put down? <laughs> uh, you're strong, aren't you? I have some strength to me. Nice. Nice. Uh, and I realized I forgot to actually say this. Uh, there is one difference for his helmet. It's not necessarily just the classic. He also has a large horn sticking out the front top and then like two smaller ones sticking out the back. Like his own horns or horns on the helmet? Like decorative horns on the helmet? Like decorative horns. He's just covered in spikes. <laughs> the oh my god, he's a battle rager, isn't he? Art, if you want me to try to show it. Well, yeah, give me my... Oh no, yeah, do that. Was, was brave to to lift up a porcupine like that, you know? <laughs> and then kiss it, and then, and then kiss, kiss it. the porcupine. All right. Uh, um. So. Go line. Should be like that. Yeah. There we go. It, Look at that. And three feet tall. Oh, that's spiky. Yeah. It's spiky. So, oh, very nice. That is different than how I imagined you in my head. Yeah. You've got a lot more a lot more butt than I would have think a normal paladin would have. <laughs> got some dog. <laughs> we'll leave that up for now. Leave oh, it up? Uh, no, that's fine. You, you already turned it off. Um so he's corn fed. Um did 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 we get I see they left like while I was sleeping. Did we get what we were supposed to or did they Hey, what 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 were we looking for again? Uh, book, right? We, yeah, we have the books. So do we go back to Candlekeep? Hey, do you want to come to Candlekeep with us? Where's Candlekeep? I don't know. I uh, where's Candlekeep? No, you I like, said what? You like books? Oh, it's a library. It's just books. Books and quiet. I, I like picture books. They have those for children. Oh, okay, they have yeah, those. Coloring also, books. There's, there's. They've got to have coloring books. <laughs> I wouldn't know because they're not worth anything. But they got to have coloring books. They just gotta. Yeah. Um. Before we go, I'm going to take um, I'm going to take a bunch of those clippings of the night thistles that Mop and I talked about a couple episodes back. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be like, hey, and I'll, I'll be like, Mop, this is this is what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to show him the black thistles. And as I told him, we'd get them next time. So mm -hmm. I got a whole I got um a couple clippings of them perfect so as you guys make your journey back to Candlekeep it uh, ends up being around a six day journey uh, since you have to go back okay. down south um, 
During my downtime, can I grind the, the thistles into a powder? Sure. Like, yeah, that's fine. Sometime. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, if anyone wants to do any sort of downtime activities, you can do those now since you're traveling for about a week. So, Gideon, were you going to say something? I was going to just uh, say that I'm uh, going to try to read the book. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if there's, <laughs> I don't have any information about the book. I can get back to you about that. Uh, but it's sort of like a, it's basically a talking, uh, the narrator is a Asimar that uh, talks, talking about his wanderings through, through different planes and whatnot. It's basically, uh, he talks about his time on the outer planes, uh, Joel's better about the, that stuff than I am. Uh, so you have, you, you have the, uh, those sort of like the celestial, I, what are all the outer planes again, Joel? You're talking about the great wheel. Yes. Yeah. The great yeah. Wheel. yeah. Uh, there's like the hells, the abyss, the far planes. Yeah. So it's talking about thing, yeah. the, this Asimar's journey through those. It talks about his time, like wandering through, uh, through those areas and uh you 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 feel like it's sort of not necessarily like mirrors your journey but it's like sort of like those same uh you know different difficulties and stuff you started to encounter is sort of mirrored in this book as well so okay i don't have it's not like a spell book or anything it's sort of just like a like an, it's almost like an adventure book it's like a like a uh, like a, you know, Marco Polo, like writing about his adventures sort of thing. Okay. So anyone else doing anything on their downtime? I assume. No, not. just talking to the group and uh, getting to know, like uh, Murph is going to ask uh, Onin a whole bunch of questions about like what his dream was like. How did he know it was us? You know, uh, was it, was it the moon weaver that told it that he saw, you know, like that, those kind of questions. We'll do it. Role play. Oh, I thought you wanted us to just like rush through it. Oh, it's downtime. I don't care. Oh, okay. I'll be, um, so, so how, Onan, how did you know it was, it was us you were supposed to be, to be finding? Like, you, who told you? Um, well, no one, no one told me exactly. But you, you guys were standing in the middle of an almost empty grotto. No, no one else was around. That was where it was supposed to go. That was. But who told you? Who told you that? Like, how did you know? Like, did, was it like a dream? Did you have a dream of an elvish woman who told uh, you to go somewhere? I did. That's how I found these two. An elvish woman. Yeah, um, the Moonweaver talks in dreams, and she's a woman. It was it was not an elven woman. Oh, uh, I saw like a bright light from the sky in my dream, and it went down onto the grotto. Funny enough, in the dream, it was moonlit, not all sunny. Yeah, see, it's moonlit. That's why it's called the Moonlit Grotto, because it's usually moonlit. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
Like at night. Yeah, yeah, at night. It's usually where it is. And that's also that when you sense. do the most dreaming. Oh, do you do you get better dreams there? Is that why you guys were there? Better dreams? I've I've never thought about that, like literally ever. Definitely. But not maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh no, but we came there because those those that we needed that that lion woman. She oh you weren't there. Um we needed my not mother. The lady there raised me, but she's not my mother. She's my not mother. Anyways, she uh she she brought back somebody from the dead. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was like a lion woman. We thought it'd be a jackal woman, but it wasn't. It was a lion woman. Wait, we sound like two fucking to be a lion? Children, like kindergartners on an adventure right now. <laughs> Do you like trans too? Like <laughs> This, this whole time, I'm just trying to read, and it's, like, increasingly harder to read because I'm just having this conversation. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They... So, so this yeah. sort of, like, the, the the babbling sort of continues as these two try to communicate yeah, with so, each other in, uh, in low-level yeah. metaphors. And... I live... I, I've lived with her since I was like 13. Whenever my horns grew in, that's when I, I, I moved in with her because my dad kicked me out. Mm-hmm. He so, said I made him look bad because mm-hmm. I was I looked like this. That's just mean. That's, he's a mean person. He's very mean. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with horns? Um, well... I, I he said that if I don't leave that they'll find out and he's got a good thing going and I won't ruin it. And I never really got an explanation, but like I'll I'll talk in abyssal for a little bit. I'm like he talks like this somewhat and I'm starting to think that he's not like a good person. Like there's some more stuff going on. Um But okay. yeah. We're gonna have to talk about that. Uh, offline at some point, Joel, because that's what? that's. Uh, does does Murph not know that his uh, dad has? He doesn't know what his dad is, but he okay. knows his dad is not what his dad says. Okay, like he doesn't yeah. know the exact extent that's of what his dad development is. Development that I'm going to have to remember. Yes. <laughs> it's like ooh, plot, plot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Seasoning. So, like I said, uh, you guys continue on your journey. It's actually pretty quiet. Seems like uh, the your sort of like presence along these roads between Ballers Gate and Candlekeep has sort of like knocked down on the bandit activity. Like maybe you took out one of the worst offenders when you took out that um, were wrecked. Uh, you so you arrive back in Candlekeep after six days and. Uh, the avowed are. Did, did we have to turn in new stuff, like new books or anything? So you have you have the three books that were you have the books that you were provided, uh, but since you were sent out on a mission from Candlekeep, uh, just you providing those missing books that had been lost because you know they were not real. Uh, they're willing to sort of, like, if you provide those, they're willing to sort of, like, wave, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pass up having to have an extra book that you need to provide. So you, so you basically get, uh, buy three, get one 
buy three get one free deal in this in this scenario. All right then. Mm-hmm. Which I could have role played, but I didn't. Uh, but they um, they vowed that you met before. He's like, oh, I'm glad you got to the bottom of that. That's a. Uh... Do you guys tell them anything about Nadalia or the jackal wares, or you just tell them that it won't be a problem anymore, or and give them the books back? I I don't do anything. I'll just give them the books back. Yeah. Ah well. Since we have the originals now, I I'm assuming this problem will be dealt with. Thank you for for dealing with that. And uh, as promised, and he's he's gonna he's gonna like go back in like the the guardhouse sort of office, and he brings out and gives you guys the helm of a helm of comprehending languages. So any of you can hold on to that or whatever. So. Uh, now you guys are back in Candlekeep. Is there anything you guys would like to do, or anything like that? Um, I think the th- first thing we probably should do is we should probably check in with our uh, contact here, mm-hmm. the lady who. Yeah, yeah. good idea. Yeah, so you go to speak to... Why did I put away my notebook? Uh, who gets this helm? It's up to you guys. Not me. I think whoever should have it should either be the person who's either going to be doing the most uh, in terms of, like, sneaky-sneaky, and therefore, like, they might want to be able to understand all languages sort of thing, mm-hmm. just to know what people are saying, or it should be the person in our group who's going to be kind of like the talker, the face man sort of thing. Um, uh, those are both mop, even though my character will be doing a lot more talking, but it will be a lot less fruitful. <laughs> You're going to need the helmet to understand him. I can't tell you the last time I broke this, you know, a shop and was wearing a helmet when I was doing it. So <laughs> we'll see. That's the thing. But, the helmet like, will help to hide we, your identity. Do we know it does this? Do we know the helmet? Comprehends like like we know that's what it does. Yeah. So you look at the helm, and it's actually you know it's sort of like a pretty simple sort of like leather helmet, but it also oh, has oh it's sort of, leather. Yeah, oh. it's not like a. It's I not thought it was like, like a. Hold on, let like me a, look up the stats. Great, it's like a, a full on Thor's helmet, like, like wings a, like, and everything. Like a great Hume. No, or like no, 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 no. It's more like a, a bassinet or something. Give me a second. I heard helmet. Yeah. Thing I, I can wear this in case of collisions. Igor the Vicious just said someone needs to go and light all the candles for a secret boss fight what? that have killed grants everybody a wish. I don't give I a damn I... what we're doing. Let's do that now. Let's do a I, boss fight. I don't, I don't want man. that. I don't want that. <laughs> I I think they patched that version. We're in like Candlekeep 2.0. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to do that now. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That particular part of, of of this story, Igor, but uh, I'll note I'm, it for I'm later. Here for <laughs> um, so as you guys are uh, <laughs> netherite helmet to float in lava, nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the uh, the helm it doesn't provide any stat boost. It just literally uh, lets you. 
clicked on the wrong thing. Yes, comprehend languages. I went away. Hold on. It's Helm of Comprehending Languages. Uh, you can use an action to cast the Comprehended Languages spell at will. So there's that. And thank you very much for the follow, Roxy. Uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, anyways, now that we've got a bunch of people, I'm feeling self-conscious. Uh, as, <laughs> <laughs> as you guys are discussing it. Uh, what, are, so, what are we doing next to you? So, so one thing that you, uh, interesting about this one, uh, uh, Mop, is it's sort of like a leather helmet, but it does have sort of like a mask component to it. You mean like aviator goggles? Like is no, that like, what it is? Like like a like a like a domino mask. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if it's going to cover my face and it's not made of metal, <laughs> and I'm paranoid and agoraphobic, <laughs> I think I can wear this thing. Yeah. Like, oh, this is this is so me. <laughs> this is so. If I, if I had known that, I would have now, stolen. Now, it now, now, now you'll know exactly what you're stealing. <laughs> if it's got words on it that's true yeah so it'll it'll make it so much easier so as you guys are huddled up in the court of sort of speak in the, the court of, obvious as shit yeah in the court of air <laughs> all of a sudden uh right in the middle like i'm imagining you guys are talking in sort of a circle all of a sudden there's like a thump like thump, right in between like right in the middle of all of you and it's a book. Um, I'm gonna poke it and with like my light hammer. I'm gonna like poke the book and be like, "I what did that just happen?" Yeah, and the book looks like is the creature that gives you wishes. No, this does oh. not give you wishes. Uh, the book looks like this. Uh, hold on. Pages written in human blood. No. Uh, <laughs> my GM killed it. I'm sorry, uh, Roxy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you survived, though. <laughs> uh, so, the book is... Uh, it looks like... a. It's a, it, it's a thin book. It has no title on the inside or out. Um... Its cover is cracked and is covered in bird scratches and indentations made by beaks. Um, it's bound in black wire, and between those, there's 33 cut pages, uh, very aged and like weather sort of stained. Um, and it looks almost like a diary. And then, as you guys are looking at the book, also. Did we pick it up? Did any of us pick it up? Because I didn't. I poked it. I as didn't pick you, it up because it just fell. Yeah. As so I did are, not. As you guys are looking at the book, uh, a raven swoops down and, like, lands on it and, like, sort of, like, pecks at it, like, sort of, like, insistently and looks straight at Mop. And goes, ah! ah. That, that bird, the bird's looking at you, Mop. You should say hello. And then it like steps off the book and like nudges it forward towards you. Well, I can take a hint. 
And then... Do you speak bird? Now you do. You Hello, bird. Well, you have to use an action to activate the spell, but uh, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bird. Okay. Uh, it looks like a moron right now. The the bird kind of like cocks its the raven kind of cocks its head, and it's like. Read, read. Oh, it works! Oh, guys, it works! It works! He's telling me to read the book. Oh, that's really cool. Um. Shit! How do I squawk back at him? Uh, so I just can, comprehend. You can. You can. I guess I could. I can like repeat how he's squawking and just nod my head. Does he say read in common? No, he said it. In no, bird. it's like it's like all you guys hear is ah ah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it'd be hilarious if he had actually said yeah. it in common, and we're all like, "Oh God, we all speak bird now. <laughs> we all speak bird." Fucking. So do you Murph think the book? Have a meltdown. Do you take the book? Most certainly, I'm going to take the book. Okay. As soon as you take the book, it's like, I'm just read? Like, read, yeah. Read. The bird, um, the bird nods. Is the, is, the, is the bird saying something to you? It's telling me to read. I mean, that's good advice. You should probably be reading more. As soon as as soon as soon you uh, you agree that you're going to read it, it uh, looks at you and it's like, read. And then, like, flies away. <laughs> With a period. <laughs> yeah, it's getting bossy. Read, fucker. Okay. So what do you do? It's only 33 pages long. I was going to say, short this, book. this thing doesn't even have a spine. Yeah. It's um, wire-bound. It's... This is a this is a loose-leaf notebook of rap lyrics from an expiring... Mm -hmm. I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know why it came with uh, bookmarks, because it's so short. But, um... Yeah. 33 pages is pretty long. All right. <laughs> um, it, it, if... I'm going to open the the book. Okay. Um, so um, we could probably it? go sit somewhere while he does this and, you know, maybe get food. We don't have to do it standing yeah, right in the you middle. You can go to the hearth and find like a little yeah, there we go. table with food and whatnot. Well, yeah, food. Well, I do a little bit of uh, exposition. <laughs> Food. Got it. Nice. So, um, do you have food? Onion, do you... Uh, Onan, do you have food? Sorry, I, I mispronounced your name. Oh. I apologize. He said that they, that was a pejorative and you just reused it. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologized. I, I apologized. It's okay. Um, uh, do, you, do you have money for food? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well then, uh, I'll get you next time then, but we can, let's have food. Okay. Okay, that's a good idea. So what's the book say? Huh? What's the book about? You've made it half a page in. Yeah. Trying to see what's in here. Okay. So as you start reading, uh, you figure out this is a sort of like a diary. Um, the, it doesn't say who the author is. Um, Maybe and, it's the bird. Um, and it uh, records her account of falling off of where after she fell off her horse and broke her leg 
She is rescued and befriended by some Vistani travelers who graciously nursed her back to health. The author and her horse traveled with the Vistani for three months, during which the author spent most of her time uh, laid up in one of the Vistani's wagons, where she took to writing this book to pass the time. Uh, there, are, uh, there are over a dozen Vistani, uh, colorfully described in the tone, only two are mentioned by name. Drasha, a teenage girl who uh, bandaged and who applied bandages and poultice, poultices to her le wounded leg, and Darzin, a one-armed boy with a terrible fear of wolves, who sang beautiful songs to help the author take her mind off the pain. Uh, this provi the book provides a detailed account of the Vistani way of life, with emphasis on their food and music. Um, it details their overland journey um, from the viewpoint of one who spent most of it inside a wagon, a covered wagon obviously, and uh, she describes rough roads, days of travel through impenetrable mist and thick forest, and crackling fires on cold nights, um, with wolves howling in the dead of night and ravens pecking at the roof of the wagon in the wee hours of the morning. Towards the end, uh, she, uh, the author writes of being able to hobble around on crutches, uh, where she describes the cheery mood of her benefactors as the Vistani travelers winded traveled a winding mountain road to the gates of a tall dark castle uh, it ends with a description of the castle's dreadful countenance and the writing abruptly stops on the third to last page uh, suggesting it was snatched away from her and as you're reading you find a map like a it's like a centerfold yeah You guys can see it on the screen. So. <laughs> Evil beware this way. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, what you learn through this book is that the Vistani um, are planar travelers often encountered in the Shadowfell. But they seem to be immune to the despair that besets visitors to that plane. Um, they... Uh, display their wealth openly as a sign of prosperity and share their good fortune with friends and strangers alike and that the Vistani families can be big or small but each family is led by uh, the oldest member um, and they can they're able to travel through the mists of the shadow fell uh, without any tr trouble And they also believe that ravens carry lost souls within them. So, did the raven just give you someone's soul? That's not a game. I've just just. <laughs> yeah. So the ravens carry souls. They don't. The the, the book itself doesn't yeah. necessarily have a soul within it. Yeah, the ravens carry them apparently. So you have this map, you have this book. What do you want to do? Show us to the party for starters. Mm hmm. Hmm. Apparently That's they find interesting. Uh, and ravens to be very important. Who do? Uh, you do. 
You do. Do what? Do what? Remind me of the babe. The power of voodoo. <laughs> the babe with the power. <laughs> and all of a sudden we start dancing. Yeah. I saw Dance my baby. Magic dance. <laughs> What's that magic spell on me? I'm sorry. Joel slapped that baby and make it free. <laughs> so, um... Yes. It's labyrinth time. Basically, in order to figure out uh, where this map leads you to, you have to discover... Um, I, 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 you probably can't see what those very well what those clues mean, or can you? I guess I'll pull it up for everyone. So it says to follow the trail to the Hand and Horn, past Three Tree Hill over Rivers Warren, to the Worm's Moth Mark in the Foggy Moors west of there. The treasure's yours. I don't know where this starts. Which way? Up at the top. Well, we are in a library. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just correlate this map with like other maps that the library has, and we can find out where, if there's any place that you know has roughly the same kind of topography. Cross-reference it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you guys go to uh, Vushadi, and she's like, "Ah, oh, yes." Uh, we have a number of maps. Uh, I'm sure we can can figure out where this which way is. And uh, with some time, you're able to figure out where the location is. And it's actually the 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 hamlet is uh, probably about a three days journey from Candle Keep to the south. Uh, and do your through your research, you learn that the residents, uh, there was a number of monster attacks that forced the residents of Witchway to abandon the ha hamlet years ago. So it's sort of a, an abandoned uh, uh, village that was basically the residents left because of the prevalence of monster attacks. And and how and that and how far is this from us? So the which way, the hamlet is about a, is about a three days journey. Um, I I think. Do you want to go? Like, I think if we got a bird giving us a book and asked, we we now have nothing else better going on. We might as well go take a look. Is that a no? So we'll do other things then instead? Mom, I'm interested to hear what you want to say. It's, it's well, worth Mom, you got handed the quest. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Onan, are you going to come with us on this, this falling book quest? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll join you guys. 
That'll be great. I guess uh, that's what I was supposed to do with my dream. Supposed to help you guys. Like, just help us? Like, were we... Okay. That's awesome. Let's do this. Okay. So you guys head out. Uh, I assume you guys eat and get prepared oh, yeah. and stuff for your journey. Blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. like doing all the minutiae of that stuff. <laughs> um, so you guys head out on your your journey it's a pretty as far as things go you know it's this this village is kind of like off the beaten path um and you make your way and you find the witch way at, at this point um there's there's nothing much left uh of the village there's broken down wagons grounded by rotted fences and dilapidated fog shrouded farmsteads overrun with wild pigs. So sorry. Oh are, are, are we some So so Map, where do we go from here? So okay, so we have pigs. What, sorry, what else was here? You had pigs and we had... So there's there's nothing really. There's like, basically this village has been empty for a long time. Um, yeah. So, um... I'm going to start like looking inside some of the buildings. I'm going to join, I'm going to join Gideon. Yeah, let's split up and see if we can cover all the properties as quickly as possible. Hey gang, it's, I think we should split up. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I yeah. feel that yes, that that's a that's a great idea. Roll for investigation. So as you guys sort of yeah, roll for investigate. Nine. Nine. Ten. Ten. Yeah, so it this seems team. like Okay. Um, seems like there's like nothing really left around here. This 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 village has been. Twenty. Uh, oh my. Hey. Uh, yeah, you're like you look around. There's like this place has been picked clean. The only thing valuable left here is the pigs. <laughs> I take the pigs. <laughs> All of them. Pigs do again. Yeah, so... You're going sweetheart. right in my pants. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, how else do you... <laughs> no. You put them in your pig pocket. Haven't you seen? It's the same place you get your horse pocket. Okay. Uh, Have you seen Viva La Dirt League where they're talking about the horse pocket? Yeah. I've, you I've put it in Viva your La pig Dirt pocket. Uh, so once you guys figure out that there's nothing really... Uh, around here uh do you continue following the map i don't only mop has the map i don't know but i'll follow i mean on the bright side as long as we go north we're going to continue to hit uh landmarks so so we're going 
from which way? Then we're gonna go so, this way to the hand so of the you horn. Follow, follow the trail to the hand and mm -hmm. horn. Okay. So find that first. So as long as we stick to the trail and just look, look out for some sort of landmark that looks like a hand. That's all the map's telling me. And and horn, right? Mm -hmm. Hand and horn. Yes. Hand on one side, horn on the other. Very, um... Yeah, so you guys right. pass and you see a... Very, very private activity. You're... You go for about, like, half a day and you see a sort of, like, rock outcroppings. One is shaped like a hand and then the other one is shaped like a horn. Uh, Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> and as you guys approach, uh, let's see, can I get perception checks? Nineteen. Nineteen. You see, um, like, oh yeah, I guess I'll let everyone roll. Five. Seven. Seventeen. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what was yours, uh, Brian? Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. Mop and, uh, Gideon, you don't notice it, but uh, but Murph and Onan, uh, you both see a sort of uh, monstrous figure that was like kind of hanging out on top of the hand, uh, detach itself from there and start charging at you. Um, Can I make out what it is? Uh. It's pretty misty, but as it approaches with your with your roll, you're able to see that it is a sort of hold on, I need to pull up the descriptor for this. Doesn't give that to me in D D beyond. My initiative is a fourteen. <laughs> yeah, roll for initiative <laughs> while I pull it up. But as you see, uh, you see a large sort of, uh, uh, greenish creature with long, that's rather tall, uh, and large with large claws charging at you. Um, I would say you know enough to figure out that this is a troll. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm like la, 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 I'll call out to the other two, I'll like pat mop on and uh I'm like, um um that's there's a troll coming. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Do I know enough about trolls to know like anything about them or do I just know that's a troll? Uh, give me, uh, a knowledge check, uh, 
whichever one you're best at uh history arcana anything like that uh they're all three so it's uh 17. okay yeah so you're able to know that trolls can regenerate unless they take fire fire or acid yeah mm. um so. uh, i'm gonna tell it to everybody i'm like um you have to burn them or they'll come back or it'll regenerate we don't want that. No. No, we no, don't. We can't we don't. Do that. No. All right, so what's everyone's initiatives? Fourteen. Uh, it's 20, uh, 20 to twenty-five. Fifteen to twenty. Uh, uh me. Yeah, fifteen. What was yours, Anand? Sixteen. Sixteen. I was 14. And what was yours, Gideon? Nine. Nine. Cool. Uh, so you guys, uh, the troll comes charging at you, and uh, I'd say that you guys did... We didn't decide on, like, a party comp or anything like that, but I'd say most likely... Onan, with your paladin stuff, it, you would have probably like stepped forward and uh, to challenge it. So it's going to attack first. Uh, that's an eleven to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Uh, that's a twenty-three to hit. Oh, that one will hit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And it is going to bite you for just five points of damage. All right. And then uh, that's your turn, Onan. Awesome. So it's right in front of me. Yep. Uh, basically, only one thing I can do. Uh, so I am going to... Hit him with one of my shields. Stab him with the pointy end. Yep. Of course. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. That's a 19 on the die. That's so... going to hit. Yeah, I hope so with a 24. <laughs> Be concerned if it didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a little. Um, and 1d6. So eight points of piercing damage. Okay. Is that your turn? Yeah, that is gonna be my turn right now. Okay. Um, and then that would be Mop's turn. Hmm. All right. You have the helmet, so now you can be all like, "Come at me, bro." I I I could anger the troll so that it attacks primarily me. Might be does, a bad idea. Does that seem like a mop behavior yeah, like... to you, Gideon? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have you know the ability to negate some of that damage. So I mean, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna open up. Know. I'm gonna open up with Witch Bolt. I'm gonna try a, a ranged spell attack. You can. 
So let's let's see how much I bungle this. I'd say dirty twenty to hit with a range spell attack. That's gonna do it. It's gonna do it. There'll be a one d twelve. And that's as long as you maintain your concentration. It keeps doing that, right? Uh, following turns, yeah. Mm -hmm. There it is. There's that d twelve that nobody uses. All right. My barbarian senses are. Um, senses, senses, regard. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. And then I'm gonna end my turn maintaining the witch bolt. Don't you get like your bonus action now? I do, but I don't know. Like a I don't... Rogue. You could hide. Yeah, but then I break the witch bolt. Oh, <laughs> I gotta make. I gotta oh. maintain concentration on it. That wouldn't it wouldn't negate your concentration, or do you have oh. to maintain eye contact? Do you have to make maintain eye line? It, it I mean, it's just the spell needs to be maintained. So, so it's just like now you just have to concentrate on it. You can still hide. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I just shift a few inches yeah. low. Like, um, let me see if I can actually do that. Uh, I'm the DM. I say you can. Yeah, it ends if you use your if you use your action to do anything else. But you're not using an action; you're using a bonus action. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If I can hide as a bonus, it's not counted as an action. So yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, uh, Murph, your turn. Um, I am going. Actually, roll stealth, Brent. Huh? Roll stealth, Brendan. See yeah. if you successfully hide, or if the troll knows where you are. Good idea. And what does which what damage does Witchbolt do? That's I think it's it's not um, I think it's arcane. Okay, now it's your turn, <laughs> Joel. Sorry. All right. Um, I want to summon my spiritual weapon. Ooh. Yes. Now, that's a bonus action to summon it. I can't attack with it this turn, right? Uh, you could lead with your bonus action. Yeah, you can summon it. Okay. Then do I get a regular attack, too? Yep. All right, nice. Well, I'm going to attack with my... Um, I'm going to start out with summoning that. And then I'm going to attack with it. Okay. Do it, son. Uh, that is 24 to hit. That's gonna do it. Alright. Um, and it's going to take 10 points of damage from it. And then do I get my regular attack? My regular action or no? I thought your spiritual weapon is like a summoned weapon. Is that it is a summon. It's a Spiritual weapon is a summoned. It says on bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon twenty feet and repeat the oh, attack. Oh, so it's like a floating weapon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You get your regular right. attack. Nice. Okay. Well, then yeah. I'm going to do I'll probably guiding. the first part then, but okay, it's fine. Then I'm going to do um, guiding bolt. All right. Uh, that is fifteen. That just hits. All right. 
11. Thanks. 12 Brian. points of damage. Uh, the guiding bolt. 12 points. Yeah. Dang. Uh, how close are you to the troll? Just so you know. Because as soon as you, like, nail it, he's going to, like... Um, I am 20 feet away from it. Okay. Because that is the range that I can move my weapon to attack something. Okay. Um, and then... Gideon, that is your turn. Okay. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to take the tinderbox and the torch that are in my uh, adventurer's kit. Okay. And I want to use my movement to uh, grab the two and, like, light it. And then for my action, I'm hoping to throw the torch at the... Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, I guess I'll throw it at him. Because, I mean, I can't really... Uh... I, no, I, I guess I'll use it as a melee weapon, I guess. Because yeah. then maybe I can also get like a hit in or whatnot. Yeah. I'll allow, okay. you to, I'll allow you to use a torch as a club. That makes sense. Okie dokie. So, grabbing my dice... Sometimes Brendan sits so still that I think his screen froze. All the time. <laughs> All the time I think Brendan's screen froze. I'll just I'll just I'll randomly NPC and just be like <laughs> Or you know you know what I'll do I'll have I'll have uh, Squaresoft idle animations, so I'll just kinda Okay. How does a night train uh, nineteen treat you? That'll do it. And yeah, I will kinda... say since it's on fire I'll allow you to light it with a bonus action because torches are meant to be lit easy. Um, I'm going to say it's a 1d6 plus a 1d4 fire. Okay. Uh, and because I used my movement to grab the torch and tender box as well as light it, uh -huh. uh, I will not have a bonus action to... Because uh, you said it was a bonus action to... Yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah. yeah so, I don't think you'd uh, be able to have time to light it, take it out, take it out, light it, and then attack with it, and also like punch just for the sake of uh, action economy. Well, I could always spend a key point, mm. but no, I'll I'll go you ahead could. and just like, do this for now. I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, so that is one point physical damage and four points fire damage Ooh, and okay. if i factor in my strength to that that's another plus four so i'm sorry another plus three yeah so we're looking at uh, seven, uh seven, 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 eight no, eight yeah all right three eight um okay so that brings us back around in the turn order to Mob, who... And he looks at you, uh, Gideon, because you just hit him with fire, and trolls really don't like fire. So he, And he's going to... Uh, he's going to take a claw attack at you, swings for... Uh, I'm going to use my reaction for protection. Okay, so I get disadvantage. Yep. 
Uh, that is a 12 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. Uh, he's going to swing again with his other claw for... That's a 24. I assume that hits. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll actually spend... No, I have to do that on my turn. Okay, never mind. Okay. So yes, that's a hit. Alright, so he hits you with his claw for uh, 13 damage. Okay. And then he's going to attempt to bite at Onan for 17. Uh, miss. So he, so he he misses. Uh, um, Onan raises his shield to like knock the claw out of the way, so it goes above somehow. Somehow goes above Gideon's head. He slashes again with his other hand, and then went pissed off that like his shot got blocked on the first time. He's going to turn around and attempt to like bite down on uh, on Onan and basically get a mouthful of steel shield so spiky t steel shield and that is Onan's turn alright I am going to uh, go for another hit uh, so 14 hit that does not yeah, kind of figured uh, and then, uh, Onan's gonna look up at him and go, You're a stupid head. As he casts Compel Duel. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the, tr the troll just, like, who was <laughs> looking at Brian because he's mad about the fire, just, like, slowly turns his head over and looks at you and just... <sighs> And that is Mop's turn. That's a wisdom save, by the way. Oh, I need a wisdom save. Yeah. I'm not great at that. Um, I mean, if you want to just say he failed. That's a 16. That ah, damn it. He made it. So that's, uh, he's he's still going to fucking go focus on you, but he's, he's he doesn't just get the detriment of not focusing on you. Okay. Mop, turn to you. Yeah, so uh, the end of the last turn, it was a 10 on the high check. I don't think that no. worked. Yeah, but um, I can maintain Witch Bolt until I, it becomes so destructive that the troll gets mad at me. Full 12. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, the, eventually it's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, is that the end of your turn there? So I guess you don't have really have, if you're going to maintain the Witch Bolt, you can't use reaction for anything else, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Murph, your turn. Um. I'm going to. Was a 15 hit? It just hits. All right. I'm going to hit him with Ray of Enfeeblement. And then on my bonus action, I am going to... And what's the verbiage on Ray of Enfeeblement? A black beam of enervating energy springs from your finger towards a creature within rain, making a spell attack against the target 
On a hit, the target deals only half damage with attack, weapon attacks use, use, that use strength until the spell ends. So it's a one-minute spell. So is it just a roll to hit, or is it a saving throw? Nope, that's just the effect. It got okay. Once it gets hit... Okay, um, so, okay, and you hit with it. Got it. Yep. Um, and then every turn, you, you have to do a constitution saving throw okay. to uh, beat it. Start of your turn, yeah. At starter end. Um, at the end of each of the target's turn, it can make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, and then my my bonus action is the spiritual weapon. I'm going to hit it for four. You rolled to hit with the spiritual weapon. Uh, that is a fifteen. That'll do it again. Uh, yeah, four damage. Four damage. And so for 10 rounds, or until he gets a 13 constitution saving throw, which a troll's of super high con, so it'll it'll get it quick. Okay. Uh, Gideon, your turn. Okay, so uh, I've got this troll in front of me. And uh, I got the fire, yeah. Yeah, you have the torch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. do notice that your since your torch is not meant for combat use, it's probably not going to work too many more times. So, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, what I will do is I will try to whack him uh, again with the torch. Okay. Ooh, how does the 24 treat you? That'll, that'll do it. All right. Okay, so one point better than last time, so nine damage total, with okay. four of it being fire. Okay. Uh... And I will also take uh, a key point to give myself the benefit of the dodge action on my bonus okay uh, as a bonus action okay so you'll be able to if it attacks you it's going you're going to be able to dodge mhm okay cool i so that is turn to the troll uh he's looking down at uh at odin and he's going to take a swing for 23. And that's that's uh, six points of damage to Onan. Uh, and then he's going to take another swing at Onan. That's just a... That's a 12 to hit. I assume that misses. You block it with your shield, and then he's still pissed at you, so he's going to try to bite you. Uh, that's just a 10. So he's getting, like, you can tell this troll's getting winded. He's getting, he's got burns on him. He's got cuts that are, he's got bleeding cuts all over him, and he's he just, like, he's tuckering out. Uh, and that's turned to Onan. Okay. 
Uh, he's gonna scream back at the uh, troll and just go, You're really bad at this! As he hit, <laughs> swings. Uh, that's gonna be a miss, I'm sure. Yeah. It's a five on the die. But so am I! <laughs> and that's gonna be his turn. Alright. Uh, right, that is Murph. Turn to you. Oh, I, I forgot I need to... Oh, so that... So just so you know that I did six damage to you before... Uh, Onyx, you did. That needs uh, to be half to three. Last time. Mm-hmm. What? That needs to be half to three, and I need, a const- need to roll a constitution check. Uh, does a 14 pass? Um, I believe it's a 13. Okay. So the, the troll seems to shake off a little bit of its, like, uh, like weakness that it had received from that ray of enfeeblement and yeah. still breathing hard, still bleeding heavily, but it's, it's, uh, it's not enfeebled anymore. So Murph, turn to you. Okay. Um, I need a charisma saving throw. <laughs> Uh, dirty uh, unnatural one alright well then I am casting Bane on him Ah. so he has to add a d4 against anything he does and subtract that from the number on attack rolls or saving throws okay Um, and then I am going to hit him with my spiritual weapon what you doing there buddy which is a natural one plus looked like not good. Uh, that would be four. Not a one for the weapon. All right. Yeah, spirit uh, weapon, and it's okay. okay. It's four. All right. Uh, Gideon, so Bane your turn. The Bane's in All effect. Right. So uh, that makes me roll with advantage then. Uh. No, it means that any saving throws or attacks that I make, it rolls, it adds a minus four to that. Got it. Okay. Just for the next turn? I uh, know it's for one minute. Oh, shit. But oh, you can do a charisma. You could do a charisma saving throw at the edge of your, at the end of your turn. Okay. Uh, is my torch still going? Uh, yeah, but uh, do you think that um, you can tell on. that it's getting pretty splintered? It's probably the last shot you have at it. Sorry, I misread Bane. It just lasts a minute. You don't get a charisma saving throw after it. Oh, damn. That's yeah, it lasts brutal. for one minute. But it's got anything else. <laughs> yeah, Gideon. Uh, yeah, yeah, you think you got like maybe one more hit out of this thing before it's gonna like break? That's okay with me. All right, let's see here. Oh, that's not gonna be so good. Okay, so I'm assuming an uh, eight total misses. Yeah, and uh, as you swing at it, uh, as you swing, 
the troll like sees it coming and sort of like bats the torch out of your hand and it breaks away because it's like pissed at you for hitting you with hitting it with a torch okay well i'm going to use my bonus action to hit it with my fist go for it uh okay better so 19 19 will do it okay so i punch it for a full seven points damage nice Okay. So as you, uh, um, as the, oh wait a second, that's a good question. Because I was lighting the torch, do I still have the tinder box in my other hand? Sure. You didn't say you put it away. Hmm. Is there any way I can make this a flaming fist? No, probably not. Okay, never mind. No, you, 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 <laughs> if you had like a if you had a flask of oil ready in the other hand, I would say yes, but no, not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the cut of your jib, sir, but no. <laughs> um, so that is the troll's turn. Uh, he's going to uh, he's mad again at Brian for taking a swing at him. And uh, for trying to hit him with the torch. And I know you're about to do a protection fighter. Uh, so that, and rolls to hit with a ho. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. Are you adding game disadvantage? Uh, that's a 21 to hit. At dis I rolled an 18 and a 19. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> Uh, cool. so he's gonna, he's Don't gonna, worry about it. He's going to take a swipe at... Now, remember, you have to add Bane, and that's a D4 and subtract the number from there, too. Yeah, I, He'd I still just, probably hit. I'd still hit. I hit rolled an 18 and a 19. I, okay. I got a plus 7. Uh, do I, does Bane affect damage or just attacking? Attack and saving okay. throw. Uh, so that's going to hit you for 12 damage. Uh, okay. Gideon? Um, and he's going to take another swing, uh, at Onan. Uh, that's a nat 20, uh, for the bite. Uh, that's, uh, eight points of damage. And then he's going to take another final swing at Brian. Uh, that's only a natural four, so that's going to miss. Okay. So, and that's its turn. And you see that it sort of, since it didn't receive any fire damage that turn, you see, you see it sort of like, and like some of the wounds and burn, burn marks sort of start clearing up. So, that is turn two. Onan. Fucking April. <laughs> I love trolls. It also Onan. probably regenerates at this point because no one hit it with fire last time. That was what the yeah. description that I was giving was was they sort of like stands up a little straighter, some of the cuts heal up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh so so Onan's gonna uh cry out I don't like you and uh, that will give everyone advantage on attack rolls against him that could hear me. 
until the end of my next turn. What? Start of my next turn. What's that? What's that ability? Uh, that's that cry ability. Ah, gotcha. Never mind. Uh, and then he is going to attack. All right. And with advantage. Forget that. Did not really help. Uh, does a 14 hit? Just, just barely, like, misses. Wait, just barely misses? Yep. Uh, Alright. Uh, and that's it. That's all I can do. Alright, so everyone, you have advantage now. Mop, it is your turn. I'm going to break Witch Bolt, and hopefully, based off of the previous damage, I'm going to swap to Fire Bolt. Don't you have Sneak Attack? Well, yeah, but not with Fire. Yeah, it doesn't apply to spells unless That's you're an Arcane Trickster. <laughs> I was just yeah. saying, like... <laughs> yeah, that would have been sick, but... Yeah, no. Uh, a Rain Spell Attack. It is a... 17. That'll do it. Oh, cool. for damage. Big money. Nine. This thing is right on its last legs. Uh, Murph, your turn. Um, I'm going to, with my spiritual weapon, uh, that's a 13. It's not going to do it. All right. Um, I'm going to... Oh, you get advantage. Oh. Yep. Uh, that's a 18. That'll do it. All right. Uh, that is seven points of damage. Uh, seven points of damage. Uh, how do you kill this thing? Um, I just... it. I, I have my spiritual weapon, which is the shape the same shape as the hammer that I have just like fly over and just brain it nice. and uh, just hit it right in the head and it falls over. Yes. Nothing fancy. <laughs> the troll. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, could hold on. Okay. The troll does not fall towards uh, towards Gideon or Onan, and it instead gets hit and just falls back on its back. Um, God, I'm gonna <laughs> with my la I have one more action, and I'm gonna ask everybody like, how 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 is everyone doing? Like, who's injured? I think everybody's a little bit injured. Actually, I oh, think it's man. just Onan and. Um, Get in. Um, do you need do you need help? I have I can heal. Now that it's dead. Do you need healing or are you okay? Uh I touch myself. Uh and Oh my. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and my hands glow with this energy and uh oh. you can see like part of my body like healing over for seven points. Yeah, Actually that, that's ten. Just got your third level uh, path or way ability. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. I go, oh, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I basically do the same thing, but I'm healing five points. Um, I'm like, well, uh, okay then. then, And I dispel my spiritual weapon. And... I don't want to have to have you use up all of your spells because we don't know what else is coming tonight sort of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was definitely... Right. Um, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to go investigate the troll. I'm going to, like, pinch my nose and be like, and go look at it. Uh, so you don't see anything... Um... I'm, like, looking through it like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's uh trying to remember where like the trinkets and stuff is. I mean in like the DMG or DMG. Yeah, you just get a troll dick. Uh page one hundred sixty. If you're right, I'm gonna be Annoyed with you. <laughs> Why do you question Ballard when he I'm says not, anything? I'm not, I'm not questioning Ballard. Uh, Just tell him uh, to tell you what you can get off a troll. It's easier. Yeah, well, Use I Brian mean, as your D dungeon master's right, guy. Brian, what do you normally find on a troll? And don't lie to well, me. Well, this is an urban encounter, I'm assuming? Uh, I'd say it's a rural encounter. Oh, Here. it's a rural encounter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, who is looting? Uh, it's just said Joel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joel, can I give you? Uh, can I get you to give me a D10, please? I like this. <laughs> oh, that's in the PHB. It's the trinkets table. Five. Is it five? Yes. And I'm sorry. Were you harvesting or are you looting the troll? Looting. Okay. Murph doesn't strike me as the like. Look for the troll, the harvest for the troll fat type. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I'm not. I got a herbalism kit. Get the prime cuts. <laughs> okay, so. That would be. Uh, it is a pewter goblet. Ooh. It is a poorly made goblet. That is sized for creatures of giant stature. Mm. Big Does it have a DP cost? Uh, that's going to be up to the the DM because that will be How on much your haggling skill. Pewter goblet, whatever it says in the in the table that it's worth. That's fine. Okay, so okay. I'll look it up on D and D Beyond. I mean, I don't know if you're going to find it there, but good luck. Oh, no, it doesn't. You're correct. Wait. Yeah, so I would just say DM make up a number. Ten. It's worth ten gold pieces. Holy shit, that's go. awesome. That's a really nice. That's a super nice shitty guy. I mean, it's pretty much just like a giant fucking, it's a huge, huge goblet. So it makes sense for it to be most, worth a lot of pewter. Just for the material cost alone. So, as we 
uh, are running up on time now. Now, you guys uh, catch your breath from this uh, troll encounter um, on your on your path towards the destination point out on the map. Uh, we are going to end our session. Um, it's coming up on nightfall, so you'll all be able to take a long rest. Oh, good. Then camp for the night. Um, so, uh, thanks everyone uh, on the stream for joining us. Sorry for those technical difficulties in the middle there. A reminder, again, that we will be um, changing our upload schedule for these for these streams to uh, Saturdays, just because uh, 24-hour turnaround is pretty hard on our lovely editor, Joel. And uh, other than that, if you're keeping up with our book talks, we'll be, we'll be doing our discussion on The Dark Prism by Brent Weeks on Monday. And then following that, we will be continuing our adventure. So just so everyone's aware based off of how much both of our groups enjoyed our stream on Monday with original GM, we are planning to do a... A stream of a Call of Cthulhu session uh, led by Brian over here and that will be announcing the date for that in the coming weeks once we figure out which day works best for everybody uh, thanks for watching I've been Ben uh... I'm Brian Joel well this is Brendan all right thanks yeah, everybody. That was... good night <laughs>